This is the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Well, hello and welcome, Paradigm Producers. Now, you may be wondering why I use that term producers, and it's really simple. I believe that if you're listening to this right now, then it's likely that you're seeking out a way to create more value for yourself as well as others around you. So I say try it on for size, see how it feels, you might just like it. So today, I'm your host, Eric Patterson, a Paradigm Life agent, and I'm joined by my two stellar colleagues. To my left, I have Justin Martin, and to my right, I have Michael Bonney. And uh, I'm really excited about our topic today because it's something that we, we rarely talk about, but it's so relevant and so necessary for us to really talk about it, and it's how to stand your ground against naysayers. The reality is, what we with what we do here at Paradigm, we are going against the grain. And so, you know, whether you're exploring the process of getting a banking policy or if you already have one, you will encounter naysayers, those folks who are just uh, don't believe in in, in what in, in life insurance, permanent life insurance. And so, you'll need to know how to uh, how to stand your ground. And so, I'm excited to talk about today our experiences and 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 uh, some ways to really equip yourself. To uh, to again to stand your ground. So, um, you know, before I before I let uh, my my uh, colleagues introduce themselves, uh, I wanted to talk about just a realization I had last night. Uh, are you guys okay with that? Go right yeah, ahead. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. Um, you know, I realized that uh, you know when I when I asked you guys to join me, um, we're some of the we're a few of the agents who actually have had experience um, in the traditional finance financial. Yep. services world. Right. And uh, so we were essentially cogs in the machine. We were we were really brainwashed in terms of, uh, you know, pushing traditional uh, financial advice. Yep. And so I think that's going to make this even more of a compelling conversation for us to have from, you know, offering the perspective that we have. So I'm excited about that. So um, I just, you know, if you guys would say just a few words about yourselves and uh, how, how it is you came into paradigm and and I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here. Mm. And uh, I, was, I was hoping you guys could share an interesting fact with our listeners and just, uh, you know, something that uh, they can kind of remember you by. Maybe something that no one really knows about mm, you. So. Something embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I'm going to let you go first okay. so I can think for a second here. Yeah. Um, I don't really get embarrassed terribly easily. Oh, boy, I do. I can um, <laughs> but... Geez, something something that's kind of unique about me that most people don't know. Um, this is interesting. This is an interesting one that I that I would choose to share. Um, my eyeballs have been surgically removed from my head several times. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? Oof. Most of them were before I was even like two, but I was born with a really bad lazy eye. Mm. And so what they do to correct a lazy eye is they'll shorten the muscles on each side of the eyeball. Huh. So there's a tidbit Yikes. about Michael Bonney that most people do not know. So you guys are now in my circle of trust as well as all of our other listeners. So you like you, you start out with the shock factor there. Let's let's bring it on back to uh, <laughs> the shock and always first. Now bring it back to how you came in, uh, to, to be with Paradigm. And okay, sure. What your um, journey was there. You know, I love to share with clients um, my history because just like you said, Eric, it's unique. Um, I came to Paradigm Life from Fidelity Investments, and while I was there, I was working with 403B accounts, and as you said, it's very traditionally mindset, um, and I was there between 2005 and 2008, and so I saw just the, the market fluctuation, the panic, and, and all of that that was associated with that. So, I, um, as, so it was interesting three months because I had been studying for the series seven exam and I, that was like a, you know, five month process, very intense. And I, I took the test, I passed it and I took a day off to celebrate. And That's then a brutal exam. Yeah, by the way. it, was, it okay. was interesting. It was interesting that I took it when I took it because it covered the span of about four different holidays. So I was very committed <laughs> to, to passing it and felt like I was cheated out of several holidays, mm -hmm. but Anyway, I came to work after passing the test and they called us up for a quote unquote transition meeting because previously they had told us that they were going to be closing our department, but that we could move to a different department. And this transition meeting was to tell us that we were effectively, effective immediately, no longer employed there. Um, 
So my life changed very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had been previously recruited to come to Paradigm about a year before um, and was comfortable and not looking to to shake things up to go 100% commission. And um, but I it it caused this this transition caused me to reassess um, you know the direction that I was headed. And I had been very this is probably too much detail, but I had been very you know, obviously uncomfortable going through that whole episode of, you know, market downturn that I was really searching for something else. And so when I came here and was introduced to this concept as a client first, it really, really resonated with me. Um, so that's a little bit of my background and what, what brought me here and what brought me to, to this uh, unique education that we provide our clients. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Justin? Well, you know, I, as you were asking a question, also that I started kind of thinking through a couple of experiences that I've had in my life about, you know, what brought me here. But for some reason, I started thinking about when I was a little boy, and maybe it's just because I've got three sons myself. But I, when I was in first, second, third grade, somewhere around there, my brothers and I, we we wanted to make some money. We wanted to go buy some Legos. We wanted to go buy some fireworks. We wanted to have some money and mom and dad weren't just dishing it out to us. And my our parents told us that, you know, we, we didn't get an allowance in our house. It's if you're going to live in this house, you, you make your bed, you clean your room, you help out with chores. But my parents did give us the option of having a paper route. Mm. So we took on a paper route in which we had that paper route for the next decade after that. And it was an amazing experience delivering 240 newspapers, having to wake up on Christmas morning before you open presents and you have to go do your paper out. Mm. I mean, it was it was a pretty gnarly experience, but very rewarding now that I look back at mm-hmm. it. I mean, I always had, you know, enough money here and there as, as a kid to to buy, you know, my rollerblades and my CDs and whatever it may be. And maybe that just tells how old I am. But um or young, I guess, but uh, but yeah. So so I, I I'm I'm very grateful for the good examples that I had in my life in my life to teach me hard work, because when we're coming into a business like this, and we're coming at an alternative perspective of how to do investing, like like you were saying, Eric. I mean it it's hard and it takes hard work because we're blasted by a lot of the negative feedback that comes when we're going against the traditional way of, of investing per se. Right. Um, so I, I don't know, that's a little bit about me. I, a lot of our listeners have, have heard me before, but I, I came through the traditional, through the traditional route in the financial world when I started my career back in the early 2000s um, as a financial advisor for a large brokerage firm. Had a great experience there. I, I learned a lot about what happens in in the investment side of the world with with stocks and bonds and mutual funds and option trading and 401ks and management styles and whatnot. So it was an incredible experience and learned a lot, but quickly found out, especially through the last recession we had of 2007 and 8, that that methodology just, it didn't work for me and for what I wanted to do with my career and also with my retirement. And so I had to find an alternative way. I had to find something else that was going to work for me. And that's when I came across this concept that we talk about with, you know, this cash flow banking system. And I know we're probably not going to go into a lot of detail about it here today, but that system was revolutionary for me and my wife just because we now had a way for us to say, okay, we're conservative people. We don't want to have to take a lot of risk, especially with our hard-earned money, but we want to be able to prepare for the future and know where we're actually going to go. And so when we came across this concept, Paradigm Life, and what we do here, it was a no-brainer for me to, to completely transition my mode and my thought process of how I was going to do financial advising mm-hmm. and investing uh, for me personally and for my clients and switch right over to to this type of an alternative way of looking at at preparing for the preparing for the future both with investing and with retirement income planning okay so that's a little about me. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not going to let you off the hook. Uh, you know, Michael chose to start off with the shock and all. I'll let you in with the shock and all. <laughs> oh boy. So, um, 
in in light of the recent NBA Finals, when I was 12 years old, uh, I uh, um, two buddies of, of mine and myself, we wanted to go to a Utah Jazz basketball game. Well, tickets are kind of expensive for a twelve-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. The paper route couldn't. The paper route wasn't wasn't covering those costs. <laughs> I mean, towards other maybe things. in the nosebleed <laughs> section, but you know, we were a little more high maintenance than that. We wanted to be at least yeah. in the lower this bowl. Was the glory days of jazz basketball, right? With with exactly. Wow. With John Stockton, <laughs> yeah. So um, we found out that if you sing the national anthem, they give you VIP seats. <laughs> Okay. So we decided to sing the national <laughs> anthem, and the the three of us pulled together. We we found someone in our neighborhood that could teach us how to how to sing the national anthem, and pulled together some harmonies and a few things on top wow. of it. We went and auditioned, and strangely enough, they had us sing the national anthem at one of <laughs> one of the basketball games. Whoa. And I was terrified. It was an amazing experience, wow. but walking out on that court. Yeah. As you walk down past both both the basketball teams, you know, they're six foot, seven foot giants. Yeah. You're this little little boy that weighs 115 hmm. pounds and twenty-two thousand people sitting there. It was it was pretty terrifying, <sighs> wow. but quite the adrenaline rush. Yeah. So wow. It's a little yeah, you know. It, it couldn't they couldn't pay me enough money not to sing the national <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Yep. Um I guess uh, I guess it's my turn. Uh, you know, in terms of how I came, came across Paradigm, you know, my, my path has been very much like you guys is in terms of very traditional, uh, came from a you know, very traditional family, uh, mm-hmm. who, by the way, also had a tr- very traditional sense of finance, uh, which is what I learned. You know, a lot of the, the old adages, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, dollar saved is dollar earned, all those different things. And so uh, I ended up following my dad's footsteps going into the Air Force. And I realized after a little while that uh, I wanted to get into real estate. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and uh, completely shifted my paradigm, um, if you will. And uh, I got into real estate. But um, it wasn't long after I got into real estate that I became a statistic of Hmm. the real estate crash. Hmm. And so it caused me to, to, to question uh, a lot of the things that I thought that I was doing right. So I don't know if, you, if those of those of you out there have ever you know thought you're doing everything right, you're following the rules, you're playing you know playing by the rule book, only to find out that it's, it blows up in your face and you lose it all or or a, a good portion of what you've what you've been doing your investments. And so that's where I was. And so I found myself in grad school getting a master's in finance. Uh, again, going down that traditional route, thinking that if I if I just learn the the right formulas, the right ways of doing things, the textbook methods, that everything would be okay. And so, uh, I'll never forget. I had a had a uh, investment um, while in school. I had a a property that I bought. The bank gave me money for the property. They gave me money for the fix up. Um, and so they gave me all of this money to do all these things. And uh, I'd say within six months, the crash happened. And uh, they just uh, now this particular small bank had 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 sold the loan to a larger bank, and this larger bank at that point, uh, with the with the house being half the value, um, they wanted the book the, the the property off the books, and so they weren't willing to play this game, which at the time was a pretty common one called pretend and extend. Okay, so if as meaning as long as you were paying the payments, they would kind of turn a blind eye, and uh, just you know as long as the payments are coming in, well, you can keep the property. Hmm. I had a balloon mortgage, and so hmm. for me that was the issue. And so, you know, typically if you can pay the mortgage, you're fine. If you can't refinance, as long as you're paying the mortgage, you're okay. But in this particular case, they said, nope, we're going to follow the rule of of the contract here, and unless you can refinance the property, which I couldn't, I was a student, and the the property was half the value that it once was. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to foreclose. And so I had not one, but two of those properties like that. And, uh, that's when I realized that, um, the deck was stacked against me in terms of just, again, thinking that, uh, I was doing everything right. Thinking that I'd done, worked all the numbers out right. Never considering the fact that the market could turn, could turn on me, like in such a way that it did. And I just remember having to call those, those, those families in those houses that I developed a really strong relationship with and having to tell them that, you know, Hey, listen, um, I know you're paying your rent. You've been paying on time, and I know you know it. This is this is a fortunate situation, but uh, I'm gonna have to let these properties go. I'm gonna have to let. I'm, I'm not sure what the bank is gonna do at this point, 
But, uh, you know, this is the predicament, predicament I'm in and I, I'm sorry. And I just, I'll never forget just, uh, Boy. the tone of their voices on the other end of the line. And just, uh, just, just really feeling like, you know, I was trying to do something for other people, um, you know, and, and, and just not being able to follow through. And so, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I just went searching, mm-hmm. searching for other ways of, 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 you know, pr- producing wealth, building wealth and, uh, producing value out there and, and, you know, being a rich dad, poor dad disciple, I knew that there were, uh, ways to do things that weren't being taught in schools. And so that's when I stumbled upon paradigm life on some obscure blog. Hmm. And I went down as with many things on the internet, I went down this rabbit hole, have no idea how I got there, but, uh, you know, it, I got there and ended up having a conversation with eventually Patrick, the, uh, the CEO, of, of paradigm life. And so we, we just, we hit it off. And, and I guess, as they say, from there on, it was his, you know, that, the rest is history. Mm. You know, I, I did about fall out of my chair when I heard it was life insurance mm. because of everything that I'd heard about life insurance, which is what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things that we hear about life insurance, but, uh, you know, I did my due diligence. I did my research. And at the end of the day, I tried poking holes in it and it just, it, 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 it would just, it held water. And so I made the jump hmm. and I'm so glad I did. And now I'm sitting here today telling you all about it um, and having an opportunity to pay it forward. That's so awesome. That's, awesome. that's, that's, that's my story. And uh, you didn't give us anything interesting I, yet. though. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's coming. It's coming. Come on, Eric. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a boring guy. I don't know, but. Uh, oh, we've all got something. You know, no, 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 you guys know this, but I don't think the listeners know this. I'm pretty sure they don't. I don't know. I, I'm a I'm a avid dancer, and I love to salsa dance. Oh, that's mm. right. And so you know, yeah, I tell that to people, especially people who know me from my military days, um, and and know that I still put on the uniform every you know every two you know every other month or so as a reservist. But uh, the the thought is the you know the thought is soldiers don't salsa sort of thing you know, hmm. and that's. That could be further. That couldn't be further from the truth. And so, I am a soldier who salsas and salsa dances, and uh, I love it. I enjoy it. That's awesome for me, especially during that time that I was, you know, stressed out um, about the foreclosures and and, and and with everything going on in two thousand eight. Um, you know, some people turn to substances. Some people turn to different things to cope. For me, salsa was my outlet. Awesome. The dance floor was my outlet, and so I'll never forget just kind of how how it really helped me to kind of take my mind away and uh you know i, I do it to this day i love it that's so, cool and i have competed as well I, oh really I'm a metal holder from state of colorado wow that's amateur, awesome. amateur salsa dancer so anyway that's my story and no one can ever take that away that's from right you. exactly that's yeah, classes at paradigm on <laughs> friday evening. Right. come on out all <laughs> all right well thank you guys for sharing um so you know, let's 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 talk about this. So because you know, we kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, with us all coming from traditional financial planning backgrounds, um, you know, when we when we get a, when we have a client who comes to the table virtually, of course, um, we, we we engage in a long education process um, because of that fact. Because of what we do is so different. It it, it bucks the trend. Um, it's contrary to what's going out there going on right there out there right now in in uh in the financial world and so uh not to say that others aren't doing not to say that banks corporations and sophisticated wealthy individuals aren't doing it because they are and so that's that's the that's the rub right there for me is that that they're doing it but we're being what's being propagated out there to the to the mass audience is you know life insurance is garbage whole life insurance is garbage you know all these different things that we hear and so um you know, today we're going to talk about that. And, uh, you know, even though we engage in so much education, uh, and you get, we get excited, we have clients who are excited, who are anxious to move, who are eager to move forward. Um, but nevertheless, you know, we're not home with, with our clients. We're not at work with our clients. And so, uh, they're going to, you're going to encounter this opposition. Okay. And so that's going to have, give our clients a, a level of second guessing what it is that they're doing. Um, ask me how I know, ask us how we know, because it's happened to all of us. And so we want to talk about that experience and how to equip, equip yourself, um, uh, to, to be able to, to stand your ground, to face the naysayers. And so, um, 
I guess I'll start start out with you, Michael. Um, do you have a moment? Give us a moment, that defining moment for you. Uh, maybe the first time you had to stand your ground. Um, what, what was the, you know, describe kind of what, what happened for you and, you know, and, and give it, you know, be real. Tell us sure. exactly, you know, if you couldn't, you know, if you couldn't defend what you, what it is you came to, you know, that you were starting to believe in, mm-hmm. you know, tell us about that. I mean, if you cried, tell us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no tears, but, uh, you know, my story is interesting because I, uh, when I came here, um, I, I was very quickly interested and converted over to this different way of thinking. Um, and, and it comes from the space that I left and the time that I was there because I was searching for something different um, to have a front row seat. And I've shared this ad nauseum, but to be able to, to have a front row seat to account balances and just to that panic, I just thought, holy cow, if this is all there is, then we're in trouble. And so... And you're referring to the, the crash down of yeah, 2008. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, to, to come and to be in a space of, of guarantees and protection and security. It was just, I jumped in, but I got to, I, I did get to the point where I was like, okay, um, if I'm going to teach this to other people, then I need to have some, I need to have concrete reasons. And let me explain what I mean when I say that. Um, the traditional financial planning world is very, very, very persuasive. And there are there are specific reasons that are used to encourage people to make certain financial decisions. And we could spend an hour talking about what those are. Dollar cost averaging, for one, uh, which means that you pay the same when the market's down as when the market's up. And if you do that, then the average works out in your favor, right? But what does that do for the, for the, for the client? That encourages the client to consistently and constantly pay money into that system. Okay. The other one is, of course, the match. The match is free money, right? That's what we hear, free money. Um, and free, free money only lasts as long as it exists in the account. So if we lose it because of market downturns, it's, it's gone, right? And I could go on and on and on. But just to answer your question, Eric, which is a fabulous question, you know, I got to the point where I, because I, even as an employee, had been so indoctrinated by that because it's what is perpetuated by not only the, the financial advisors, the brokerage houses, but the media, right? And it's so indoctrinating that when you have that shift and when you're shifting into a new space that people either A, don't know about, or B, those that know about it for whatever reason that they've chosen, we'll probably talk about some of those, haven't supported it. It's It's a very difficult shift. And so... For me, I think my biggest challenge as I was getting into this was not so much that I had any doubts or reservations, but if I couldn't educate my clients and and show them the distinct differences, I I took it personally. Um, and if if people didn't choose to embrace this this process and this system, it was very hard for me because in my mind I couldn't understand. Um, how they couldn't see that distinct difference like I could. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't cho- choose to to follow it, I, I, like I said, I took that personally and that was a fairly large transition for me. Okay. So out of that, I would say maybe a potential takeaway from that is don't take it personal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean... Because I would imagine you've learned not to take it personal. Yeah. I mean, everybody has the right to make their own financial choices. And I tell my clients all day long, listen, I've got my plan. My plan is in place and I'm comfortable with my plan and the direction that I'm going. My, My role here is to assist you in taking a very deep look at your plan. And when we do that, and I think all of us could could agree that this is what we do here, is we're looking at we're looking at individual retirement plans from a very unique perspective, right? Because we're going to take a look at both sides of the coin. We're going to take a look at the side of the coin where the client currently is, which is the traditional financial planning world. And we say, we make, we make assessments and say, if you continue down this path, this is where you go, right? Versus this is what we suggest. This is what we recommend. And then as you make those changes, as you make those shifts, the reason why you're doing that is because it puts you into a better place financially. And if we can't do that as advisors, then 
then we're really doing our clients a disservice. But like you said, at the end of the day, I'm not here to force you to do something that you don't feel comfortable with. I'm here to educate you and show you the distinct differences. And then you'll make a decision based upon your comfort level. Right. Right. But back to the topic of today, I mean, that's why it's so difficult. That mind shift, that mindset change is so difficult because the things that we talk about with our clients and the vehicles that we use, maybe not so much as, you know, this trend is changing, but they're very... They're very non-traditional from from a traditional sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important here to to define, you know, this mindset that we're talking about. We're talking about naysaying. We're talking about going against the grain, et cetera. But what are we going against? You know, for, for the listener there that's maybe the new listener that this is this is their introduction, what we're talking about here is when when we're from Paradigm Life's perspective, when we're looking at financial advising, when we're looking at retirement income planning, we're looking at a system that we're, that we're calling the cash flow banking system. And it's a system that allows you to take control of your money. It allows you to, to have access to your hard-earned money, let it grow in a very tax advantage and, and steady, consistent way with a compounding interest on it that's not subject to market volatility. You know, one one of the issues that we have right now in our economy is people are stuck in the market. They can't get out of it, whether it be because they're stuck in their 401k, 403b plans, or whatever it may be, or just the mentality is they have to be stuck in, in that those type of vehicles, and that's the only way to go. What we're trying to teach here is there's a way to get around that, that you don't have to be subject to all that volatility, that you don't have to be subject to all that the tax implications that come with that. And that is through the creation of a cash rich whole life insurance policy. Now, we're not here to push the product of of traditional whole life insurance, but it's that product that's been around for 150 years when it's structured correctly, that allows us to create a system where we know exactly what's happening with our money. We have access to our money and we can treat it like it's our own banking system. We don't have to rely on the financial institutions out there to govern our money and tell us what to do, but that we can have that control. So when we're talking about the naysayers against what we're talking about, we're talking about the naysayers that are that are saying, hey, what you guys are teaching there with cash flow banking, with you with you having access to your money and control of your money. No, that's not working because what is everyone doing? Mm -hmm. Everyone is investing in their 401k plans. Everyone is investing in qualified plans. So if everyone's doing it, then why are you guys guys going against it? Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Right. Um, You know, we talk about the naysayers and I know we have a – I think, Michael, you have a great piece – soundbite that you brought some of the um you know some of the naysayers out there some of the financial entertainers out there uh you know are are, are pushing a message of um you know <clears throat> whether it be a buy term invest in the difference invest the difference or you know uh, whole life is garbage sort of thing and i think it, i think that um i think that's a message that goes to appeals to a, a broad audience, okay, and it's not very obviously it's not customized, it's not individualized, and so uh, there are there are alternatives, and we 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 have an, a, a better alternative for a lot of people, and so I, maybe yeah. want to play that. So but let's do it. I'm excited give, for this. Yeah, let me give some context because ultimately <laughs> what we're talking about is preparing because each of us, each of us, I know that myself and. And, and Eric and potentially Justin as well, um, we're clients first, okay? And so we get it. We get it on a very ground level what it's like to be on the other side of the table as a client, hearing about these things for the first time, having our own reservations or questions or doubts, right? And so one of the things that I do with my clients is I prepare them for the fact that there are people that don't support what we do. And the purpose of of me sharing this clip is not to enter into that space of having the conversation of, you know, us versus them, but it's just simply to say, 
if you know if you go home, Mr. Client, and it's a Friday night, and you turn on the TV, and there's a very popular radio personality that is saying negative things about whole life insurance and saying negative things about what what we're teaching you to do, what is your response going to be? Mm -hmm. Right? And so this is one, um, this is a clip from Susie Orman. And so let's listen to that now. Now a video. Okay, let's go to Catherine in Salt Lake City, Utah. Good evening, Susie. I'm married with two young children. Our financial advisor signed us up for a variable life insurance on my husband. We pay over six hundred a month with a death benefit of seven hundred fifty thousand. We've had it for six years, and I've never felt comfortable about it. And I'm wondering what we should do. What you should do, first of all, is get yourself a new financial advisor. That's number one. You know, Miss Orman here has a top ten hate list of investments that she hates and she hates them because they literally do absolutely nothing for you and they do everything in my opinion for the financial salesperson that sold them to you and variable life universal life whole life insurance that's probably on the top of this Orman here's top hate list so the only type of life insurance that you should have, in my opinion, is term insurance. Insurance that's good for a specific period, a term, usually until your youngest child is 23 years of age. $650 a month. Okay, I think that's probably enough of that. You know, we could probably spend hours picking that apart. And oh, having, I'm, I'm totally fired up. Let's do it. In <laughs> having an entire another podcast about what it is she just said in that little snippet there. But uh, yeah, let's, let's, but you, you make a good point. Go ahead. So let me get my train of thought back to a different space. As an agent, I enjoy having the conversation with my clients about what other people are saying. Right. I enjoy having the conversation about what people that don't support this are saying and why they're saying it. And if we were to maybe we'll take another podcast and we'll dissect this two minute clip, at least as far as the rationale and the mindset, Susie Orman is in a different mindset. Right. And so what I personally do is I will encourage my clients to go and and do res do just quick Google searches. Um, I will have them type in, you know, Susie Orman and life insurance. I will have them type in uh, Dave Ramsey and life insurance. And what I what I want my clients to do is I want them to get exposed to the other way of thinking in a controlled environment, mm -hmm. right? Because what's the alternative to that? The alternative to that is it's going to come up, whether it comes up at the office, you know, at the lunch table, um, on the bus, it's going to come up and I want it to come up. So anyway, I want it to come up in a controlled environment where I can create dialogue with my clients and I can educate them and show them both sides of that coin. That's something that I do um, to prepare my clients for essentially the inevitable when they're going to be exposed to to those types of um, opinions. Sure, I, I think you make a great point. Out of that, what I hear also is, you know, don't go head to head with someone who is who's again repeating what it is they heard from Susie Orman or whomever. Um, what I found to be effective is instead of going head to head and saying you're you're wrong and I'm right, look at the facts, look at the numbers. Um, you know, understand that, again, like you said, everybody has their own perspective. Um, understand that that works for some people, that works for a number of people, but this is something that you've chosen that works for you. You see you see the benefits um, and that, in, in what it is that you're doing. And, you know, try, try to show, the, try to get the other person to see the benefits. But at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to, you know, uh, butt heads because they're just going to get more firmly, uh, a firmer foundation and dig in into, into their position and you're going to dig into yours and you won't accomplish anything that way.
Let me also just put it ease for our listeners. We're not here promoting variable life insurance and we're not <laughs> yeah. here promoting universal life insurance. Yeah. And even to a certain degree, we're not here promoting whole life right, insurance. Exactly, yeah. That That's not the point of that soundbite because really they can all be very dangerous products. Likewise, a mutual fund, a stock, Good point. any product out there can be a very dangerous product. But what we have to remember is when we receive information, like you guys are saying, you have to educate yourself. At Paradigm Life, are we anti-stock market? Are we anti-investments? No, not at all. I think every type of investment out there has its time and its place. Mm -hmm. But one of the huge issues with the last recession and the 2001 recession that we had was people were jumping in to different types of investment vehicles out there without really knowing what they were getting into, which is scary because it's not so much the getting into it, but it's knowing what is your exit strategy from it. You have to have your, you have to have your trigger points. You have to have your moment in time when you can say, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm getting out of this. Otherwise what happens? Well, emotions set in. And if you can't figure out a way with any type of investment or any type of financial planning, if you if you don't have a way to remove the emotion from all of it, it we're just going to have the same repeat recession and the same issues that we're that we've had over and over again, and they're still going to come up. You know, that's a good point. I when you when you talk when you when you were speaking, it reminded me of my time in the mortgage industry in my former life, um, and how. Much of a bad, you know, mortgages. All mortgages are all different. I mean, it, you have thirty-year mortgages, fifteen-year mortgages. You have adjustable rate mortgages. You have different interest-only mortgages. You have different types of mortgages. And so, to to make a blanket statement and say all mortgages are bad, that's just that's irresponsible. That's not that's not right. Right. Um, I think that um, in this in the, in the same light, I know adjustable rate mortgages get a bad rap. You know, um, I think though, like anything. When, so, when you have someone who's properly educated, who understands what they're doing, a savvy investor who knows that they're only going to be into, in a house maybe for a year or less or two years or whatever, and they know the market, they know that the house is more than likely gonna, going to appreciate, then maybe you you take on that adjustable rate mortgage to get that lower interest rate and, and, and you're in and out, you know, um, as opposed to a 30-year mortgage. And so in that particular case, there are exceptions of having adjustable rate mortgage where it works, where it makes sense. And so uh, it, 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 the bottom line is education is the key. All right. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and with people like with these financial entertainers, like the Susie Orman, the Dave Ramsey's, uh, are they bad? Certainly no, not. no. They, they do a lot of good to help out families across the nation. And so they're, they're, you're going to find good and you're going to find truth that they're speaking, but you just have to take it with a grain of salt. You have to analyze it for yourself. Listening to this video clip reminded me of a of back in 2000, early 2008, I think it was 2008, uh, I was working for a large brokerage firm at the time. And I remember, I remember Susie Orman got on to Oprah and she made a comment about how people needed to get out of money market funds hmm. due to FDIC insurance, yada, 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 and, and the mutual fund breaking the buck and other other issues that could arise in the very near future. I mean, she was looking into her crystal ball hmm. with the advice that she was getting from her advisor saying, mm-hmm. money market funds are going to break the buck. So get out of them and put your money in a savings account at the bank. Well, as soon as she said that, within minutes after that, Oprah episode aired, our brokerage firm, as well as every brokerage firm across the nation, they were slammed for the next two days Mm. with millions of clients. Well, I would say hundreds of thousands of clients calling up and saying, get my money out of that brokerage account and transfer it to my savings account at the bank. Wow. So one person can have a huge, huge impact on millions of people and tens of millions of dollars with one statement. So sure. we, we have to be careful that we're not just going with the flow. Right. Otherwise, we're going to get what everyone else is getting. Gotcha. Well, that's a great point, yeah. Justin. I would just add to that that my takeaway from, from a clip like this is to say, Mr. and Mrs. Client, 
who is financially responsible for your financial plan? And what I want my clients to embrace is the fact that this this system that we educate our clients to follow enables them, encourages them to take financial responsibility for their money and for their future rather than trying to pan that off or pawn that off on somebody else, mm-hmm. whoever that person is, including myself, yeah. right? And I think that that's as far as you know, naysaying goes and the other opinion, whatever that other opinion is, whose financial plan is it, yeah. right? And so I think each of us have the ability and the right to make our own assessment mm-hmm. of, of what we're looking for in our financial plan. And, and, when, and I, I believe that when we do that as individuals, then, then those opinions tend to kind of, they either resonate with us or they will wash away. But that only happens once we take that stand and make and take that responsibility. Yep. I think that's a huge, that's a part of the mind shift that we, we educate our, our clients to embrace here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, and maybe this, this is our breaking news alert to the baby boomers. You know, we sat in a conference for the last two days talking about different strategies with retirement income planning. So to the baby boomers out there, I would ask the question, what is your retirement income plan? You know, when, when you really sit down and you're thinking, okay, we're retiring soon. Because we know that the first flood of, or the first wave of baby boomers just retired, and we've got another 10, 15 years of a huge amount of people that are going to be retiring. Well, ask your, you have to ask yourself, how am I going to retire? What is that plan? Because we're always taught how to accumulate money. We're taught how to save up. We're taught to live within our means. We're taught to get to that point where we can say, all right. I've got X amount of dollars. I've got my million dollars sitting in the the bank. I can now retire. Well, you know, great. Good for you. Good on you for for saving that money. But what does that actually mean? So I think people need to start educating themselves saying, how am I going to make that million dollars, that $5 million, that $10 million, whatever it may be, work for me in retirement? Because in retirement, you're you you're no longer having the mindset of where can I get the best rate of return? If that's your if that's your thought process, then you miss the boat. Mm-hmm. It's completely different mindset when you're in retirement. It's how can I distribute the money that I've saved up in a very safe way that's going to last me through my entire retirement, right? Right, right, right. Very good. Um, well, you know, I've I've, I've... I've kind of pulled out some some nuggets here, and uh, so far, um, you know, Michael, I know you were talking about not taking it personal. You know, when you when when some when you're in a situation where people are confronting you about what it is that you're doing, and and you're you know saying that you're wrong, don't take it personal. Um, we talked about educating yourself, knowing your exit strategy, know educating yourself, uh, knowing your why, and being confident in that space. And, and in the path that you've cho- that in the path that has that suits you and that that uh, uh, that you, you're moving forward with, um, you know, I have a couple others here I like to talk about. Um, for me, I think that uh, with with what we do here at Paradigm Life, we are head and shoulders above everyone else when it comes to education and the resources that we provide on our website. And so, I think to uh, you know. If you're talking with someone and you really want them to get it, you know you care about them, and um, but they're just not getting it for whatever reason, send them to our website. You know, have them have them take a look at some of the videos on our website. They're very easy to understand. They're short, um, and they're to the point. And so, um, let the videos do the work for you. So, uh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that, and I would also add to that that you know the videos, as great as they are, are certainly not. Um, you know, a substitute for calling, calling up and saying, I heard a great podcast and I had a couple of questions for Michael or Justin or Mm -hmm. Eric. And I'm sure each of us would be more than happy to have, you know, a very 
uh, open conversation. Um, and one of the things that I, um, you know, learn every time I go and talk with an expert on another field that I'm not familiar with, it's new to me. It's not something I deal with every day. And, and that's, that's why I'm going to choose to go out and find somebody that knows more than I do about whatever the topic is. And so as, as Paradigm Life agents, we um, consider ourselves to be experts. And we're obviously, Justin, you mentioned the conference that we had yesterday. We're always learning. There is always more to learn. But the point I'm making is that as you have questions or as questions arise, sometimes I have clients that I've worked with for literally months. And then, um, you know, we get an approval. And for some reason or another, uh, they hesitate right there at, at that moment of 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 initiating the the policy and so what i what i always encourage clients to do is to wherever they are in the process whether they whether they've you know they're just starting whether they're just getting ready to issue the policy or even after the policy has been issued this is a this is a continual process and just like we pride ourselves in the education that we provide we also pride ourselves in the ability to re-educate clients mm -hmm. as these things happen. So as you have these types of conversations with, you know, colleagues, family members, as these things arise, that's why we're here. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here to, to be that sounding board, to provide that, that extra education. Yeah. As you were describing the, uh, the, 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 the trouble with some clients writing, you know, writing that check, uh, I saw myself in that because that was me. You know, my hand was shaking, um, even though logically I knew that this was I'd done my homework, um, my due diligence. I knew that this was what I needed to do. Uh, there was still that that there, there was still that 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 uh, remnants of that hard wiring. OK, that uh, of of, you know, no, you need to do max out your 401k, you know, dollar cost averaging, you know, all these things, invest for the long term, all these different things. And so uh, I get that. We've all been there. You know, you're going to you're going to encounter that hesitation, uh, that anxiety. Um, this isn't a house, a roof over your head. This isn't a car. This is something that's not tangible. So sometimes seeing the value and remembering what that is can be tough. But that's why we're here, you know. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, we can we can. Um, we can tell you what the value should be uh, for you. We can tell you what the value has been for us. But ultimately, you have to make the call. You know, you have to understand, you know, and, and embrace what the value is, uh, what you see the value as being. And we can help you do that. It's just that, you know, when it gets down to that point, it, it, there, there is a level of faith, a level of trust in the system that it will uh, do what it's supposed to do. And it will. I'm a testament to that. We're all testaments to that. But uh, that's when your education really begins. So when you finally, when you stroke that check and you take your first policy loan, that's when you'll say, aha, this stuff really does work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when can I get my next policy? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So just to, sum just to kind of summarize, tie up this, these loose ends here, um, we have, you know, to don't take it personal, educate yourself. You know, know your why and be confident in that space. Uh, give us a call. Watch the videos. You know, allow us, you know, look at the, we have frequently asked questions on our website, which really capture a lot of what you'll encounter out there and how to handle that. And last but not least, I have down here, uh, get around like-minded folks. And I know that's going to be, that's kind of hard sometimes, but, uh, you know, when you do that, when you get around people who are like-minded and understand how value, valuable, you know, this is your banking policy is uh, it 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 goes a long ways in terms of um, you know increasing your confidence in, in the decision that you've made. Um, now again, I realize that you might not have people, you might be surrounded with people who aren't in that mindset, but that's that's why we have the the, the beautiful thing called the internet. You know, <laughs> we can create our circle of friends, our sphere of influence, and 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 put ourselves in in places where you know website forums, Facebook pages, where people are like-minded and, you know, reaffirm, again, uh, the values and, 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 and um, uh, you know, the decisions that we've made. So that would be my... Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So uh, do you guys have any, I guess, any last takeaways of, you know, 
that you want the listeners to to go away with? Well, for me, I just would say that um, you know part of part of the satisfaction that I that I get from coming to work every day is to be able to have that relationship that I have with with clients, and and you know to be able to um, to communicate and educate is one thing, right? But like you said, Eric, it's completely different when it becomes real uh, for for the client. And and I would just leave this last piece that what naysayers say doesn't necessarily mean as much when you and I and we have our own experience. When we have our own experience with it and we know we have our history, we have specific things that we've been able to accomplish because we're following our system, then people will say what they want, you know, but we're committed to what we're doing because we've seen that it works for us. So that's what I would, what I would leave. Okay. How about you, Justin? I just want to say thanks for having me on here. It's fun. It's fun <laughs> chit chatting with you guys. And, and thanks, thanks to those that have been listening in. I mean, I know this takes some time out of your day. Maybe you're commuting, maybe whatever you're doing, but we're so glad that you are trying to get educated and that you are learning and trying to figure out what to do because man, there's a lot of information out there Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different places that you can find that information, but being able to filter through it, that's key. Trying to figure out what's going to work for you and what is actual truth to you and for you. That's, that's the difficult part. So, so thank you. I mean, thank you for listening in. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and so uh, my last words, parting words would be, you know, education, education, education is the key. Educate yourself. And, uh, the, you know, the more you educate yourself, uh, the more of a firm, firmer foundation you'll have. And uh, knowing that the decision you've made or you're about to make is the one that's right for you. And you'll, and you'll have no problem uh, standing in the midst of naysayers and holding your ground. And uh, it, just, it's just that simple. So uh, we are here. Um, to take your questions, uh, give us a call. We're standing by. Um, you know, we're happy to answer your questions. And if you don't want to talk to any one of us for whatever reason, uh, you know, of course, we have the videos, the resources on our website. That, you know, however you like to learn, uh, we pretty much have covered all the bases. And so, you know, check out our web, the Paradigm Life website, uh, paradigmlife.net. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, yeah. So with that said, I'm going to leave it there. Again, this is this is Eric Patterson, and uh, you've been listening to another pow- powerful paradigm production. And I look forward to talking with you next time. And I wish you much peace, and of course, prosperity. Thank you. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial, with your host Patrick Donahoe. 